0: The Emerald City, Eugene, Oregon, is the subject of today's episode of The Family Vacationer. This outdoor-minded area has produced many great Olympic runners, it's birthed a huge corporation in Nike, and it's home to famous sports venues and more. Episode 99 starts right now.
1: Welcome to The Family Vacationer with Rob and Danny. Danny. The go-to podcast for families on the move.
0: Welcome, friends. I'm Rob. And I'm Danny. And this is episode 99 of The Family Vacationer. We are one episode away from 100, believe it or not. Make sure and tune in next week as we celebrate 100 episodes of The Family Vacationer. What a journey it has been so far, Dan. Yes, that's right. It's
2: been a lot of fun.
0: Yes. So make sure and follow us on all of our channels on Facebook, on Instagram, and for the video version of the podcast on YouTube. Also, don't forget about last week's show as we took a look at Austin, which is a really cool and quirky, unique town. You don't want to miss that episode. And as always, if you enjoy the show, please tell your friends and family about the podcast.
2: All right, today we continue to look at college towns by focusing on Eugene, Oregon. Now, as we mentioned in the opening, Eugene is an outdoors-minded town with bicycle and hiking trails, lush parks, beautiful waterfalls. The outdoors is really one of the stars of this unique city. Eugene is one of the three largest cities in Oregon, and actually one of the fastest growing cities in the country. The University of Oregon is nestled here in the Willamette Valley, and both the Pacific Ocean and Cascade Mountains are within an easy drive. There's so much to love about Eugene. Andy, welcome to the show. Well,
1: thank you for having me.
2: Yeah, we appreciate you being with us. Uh, I want to start off by talking about Saturdays in the fall. What are the football Saturdays like in Eugene?
1: Uh, it's yeah, you know, it's a pretty special time. People get pretty excited here. Um, I'm not sure it quite measures up to the to the SEC, but uh, <laughs> but we have a lot of fun and uh, people come and fill up Watson Stadium and make mm-hmm. it loud for sure.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. Well, okay, so. If you, if you're planning to come to town for a game now, how early do you recommend reserving a hotel or your RV spot?
1: Uh, well, you know, I, I played football here in Oregon. Now, my freshman year was like 44 years ago. So when I played, that wasn't a real big problem <laughs> <laughs> nowadays, it's a little, a little more challenging. when my son played in college, um, you know, we used to book our room as soon as the schedule came out a year in advance. And wow. uh, and lock down those rooms. And I think that happens a lot around here as well. We, we, uh, you know, it's not a huge community, uh, you know, several hundred thousand in the Metro area, but we only have about 4,000 hotel rooms. And so mm-hmm. things fill up pretty quickly. And so we always encourage people to, to do that in advance. Mm-hmm.
0: So on a typical football weekend, when did the festivity start Thursday, Friday, when does it start?
1: You know, I think, you know, people roll in on, on Friday and, it, you know, depends on the, the time of the game and those kinds of things, but right, uh, you know, they, they open up the, the parking areas around the stadium, I think six hours before the game and, and the fun begins. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's, I, it, it's a great time to, the fall here. And um, I know everybody is looking forward to this coming season with the new coach.
0: Mm-hmm. For sure. Well, for, Families that have potential students that might want to go to the University of Oregon, what are the spots in town that they need to see in order to be comfortable with Eugene?
1: Yeah, you know that's a that's an interesting question, um, and I think you know our staff here at Travel Lane County when we get questions about that from visitors, um, we always have to remind ourselves it's not necessarily what we like. So we always like to ask them, you know, what what do they like to do, and kind of find For out sure. what their interests are because. Lane County is 4,700 square miles. Uh, it stretches from the Pacific Ocean all the way up to the crest of the Cascade Mountain Range. So it's roughly the size of Connecticut. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's a big county with a lot of things to do. So, you know, we want to know what people like to do. But, you know, just right here in the urban area, there's some really accessible, easy hikes that, you know, people can go on, get a nice look at the, of the valley from, you know, hiking for 30 minutes uh, up you know, one of the buttes that's really close by. They want something a little more challenging. You can, you know, drive 20 or 30 minutes or an hour and, again, be into either the Coast Range or the Cascade Mountains. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we have just beautiful waterfalls. Um, the, the second highest waterfall in Oregon, a uh, place called Salt Creek Falls, is about an hour east of here. It's 286-foot waterfall that you can mm-hmm. hike down into and around and you know, so just the outdoor recreation is just easily accessible. It's not crowded, and uh, we can really match people up with with their ability and, and what they'd like to do. You know, the Willamette Valley is is known for a lot of great agriculture, and over the years, it's become quite quite a wine region. So, you know, mm-hmm. for families that uh, you know maybe have uh, older kids or or like to leave the kids with grandparents and go out and do a little wine tasting. Uh, This region was named wine growing region of the year back in 2016 for the entire world. So it's pretty, pretty well known for its wines. And it stretches Mm -hmm. from here in the South Willamette Valley all the way up to uh, the Portland area. So I think last count, there was over eleven hundred wineries, vineyards in Oregon. So no shortage of choices on that front, Um, in addition to being a a craft beer mecca as well. So if that's your bent, then we've got you covered there as well. But, you know, we've got a great um, arts culture here, whether it's visual arts, a lot of nice galleries, museums, um, great performing arts. uh, So there's lots of choices for folks there. And, And again, the water sports in the outdoor areas, we've got two rivers that run right through Eugene Springfield, the Willamette and the McKinsey River. Kinsey is really well known for its fishing. And uh, so we've got those kind of options with lots of lakes nearby as well. So, um, you know, it, again, it's just going to depend on what people like. But, you know, the big destination over here for visitors are probably one of the top ones is the Oregon coast. Um, something special about the Oregon coast is it's over 400 miles or right around 400 miles long. And it's all public access. There's no uh, privately owned portions of the beach. So uh, the entire coastline of Oregon is accessible to everyone. So that's always a popular destination as well.
0: Awesome. I asked a friend who knows Eugene well, you know, just about the city and he had two words, uh, outdoors and the arts. So those things sum up, sum up the city pretty well. Um, this is off topic just a little bit. I'm just curious, what's, what kind of influence overall does Nike have? on on eugene i know and and how many uniform combinations does the football team have that's those are two burning questions
1: well you know when i played we had one pair of pants and two shirts you know home and away you know that was it two jerseys but now i mean they've got uh equipment room with so many choices it's uh, a little bit mind-boggling so i don't know if there's a an answer to how many combinations (laughs) could be there infinity right Yeah. yeah yeah but You know, Nike is the birthplace of Nike and and uh, and just the kind of the jogging culture was born here in uh, for the United States was born here in in Eugene. And and that continues today. We've got a lot of great uh, off street bike paths, but also off street running paths. We have the Prees Trail that runs through a big city park here that lots of people access while they're here. Um, Always high on the list is to go see Prees Rock um, where Steve Fontaine died. But, you know, Nike uh, and uh, Phil and Penny Knight have just um, you know been great to this area and to the university uh, in terms of both the athletics and on the academic side. We have a, a state of the art um, science center that's being built um, with largely with money that was donated by the Knights. And uh, that's going to produce some amazing scientific discoveries. So, um mm-hmm they have their, their hands on a number of things here, but, uh, we're really uh, fortunate that, uh, we've been able to benefit from that. And I think good things are going to happen
0: for sure. The track stadium's world-class as well, right?
1: Yeah. We just came off our biggest, you know, year of track and field here. And that's saying a lot for an area that has such a history of of track and field. Um, you know, we started with the track season, the collegiate season back at the end of March. And I'm a, volunteer and official at the track. I think this is my 31st year working out there. And we had to meet virtually every weekend all through the spring and then culminating with the uh, World Athletics Championships. that just ended here where we hosted athletes from 197 countries from around the world and basically the Olympic Games of track and field in the off year. So that was pretty special to have uh, have all those athletes here and, and fans from over 40 countries and and fans from all 50 states uh, descending on our little community. But, you know, everybody rose to the occasion and, and we had a great time and it came off without a hitch.
0: That's a good segue. What about uh, what are the events and the festivals in the area that, that may be of interest to families?
1: We have a number of uh, ongoing, you know, long-term festivals. And, uh, you know, on our website, we have a a tab that really covers those uh, festivals. And people can learn a little bit more about the annual ones. Um, Sometimes there's new ones that pop up. But, you know, we have big ones, you know, like the Oregon Country Fair, which I think has been going for over four decades now, Mm -hmm. um, happens uh, every July, a three-day event uh, outside of Eugene Springfield. But coming right up here in the next couple of weeks, uh, a little town north of here called Junction City is hosting their Scandinavian festival, which is always a, a fun one. Another one that's been around a long time where you get to yeah. learn about Scandinavian culture, get yourself a mm-hmm. meat pie or a able skeever and throw down a, a beer and learn a little bit about Scandinavian culture. So, you know, there's, I think, a little bit of something for everybody in that realm. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, again, I think you know, go to our website, kind of learn a little bit about those details is is uh, the way to go there. We also have some new ones. Um, there's a, a group starting a Black Cultural Festival. We're really excited to be a sponsor of that this year. That's coming up uh, towards the end of August. Um, but a lot of those, you know, happen in the May to, May to August time period, uh, you know, we transition right. in August to the fall season, and,
2: uh, <laughs> Best and winter
1: year. winter here is not really a festival season for us. Right, to- you're right.
2: <laughs> yeah. All right. So we want to ask you about the food scene there. Families are visiting. What restaurants do they need to have on their list?
1: We've got. Great uh, local food—you know, farm-to-table type of restaurants that people really should put on their list. We have the the national chains that everybody can go to and and access if they need something quick. But uh, you know, with a little bit of research, we've got just great local food. Um, we have a quite a food and beverage manufacturing sector here in the region. Um, mm. You know, the Willamette Valley is pretty vast in terms of all the agricultural land uh, that's available and what's grown here. Uh, so you know, I think some of these local restaurants, um, are the ones really to, to investigate. And so again, I think we would probably put that question back on them in terms of what kind of cuisine they like, you know, whether it's kind of French inspired or it's kind of traditional farm to table type food. Um, you know, we've got lots of good choices there and and we can direct folks to, to some good ones. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I know, uh, what my favorites are, but <laughs> yeah. I think, I think uh, we would uh, defer to what, what people's interests are and be able to direct into something really good. Yeah,
0: for sure. Well, I know that Eugene uh, is a large city, so I know you've got all the the national chains when it comes to, to, uh, to lodging, but can you recommend some family friendly lodging in the area?
1: Yeah. You know, one of the things with the heat wave we've had going on, um, uh, travel lane county staff i think do a great job of developing content for for families and and one of the ones i was reading the other day was a blog written about um you know the best hotels with pools <laughs> it's 100 degrees <laughs> here right now and yeah and that's uh, that's not exactly usual uh, the usual weather for us but um, so yeah, there's, there's a number of really good, uh, hotels here with, with swimming pools. I know when my kids were little and my grandkids now, I mean, that's, that's kind of the question like, do they have a pool, you know, can we yeah. go with the pool? <laughs> um, so yeah, there's, there's, um, you know, kind of the, the, um, the flagship kind of, uh, hotels that, that you're going to find in different places, the best Western, uh, those sorts of things. And, and then you've got some great, you know, locally owned hotels, um that offer some really nice amenities for families as well and so you know a couple of those that come to mind the inn at the fifth and the gordon um you know those are really very very nice hotels um uh, right here in the heart of downtown that give people access to parks and and the downtown area and then you've got um and that's kind of at the higher end, but you also have the, the more budget hotels as well that are available. So I think that's the nice thing is there's a good range of options for people in the commercial lodging. Um, and then we also you know have like other places, you know, great short term rental options. I think, you know, for families anymore, I think uh, some of the short term rentals are, are good options as well um, to, to find a house in the area that you'd like to stay in. Um, but also, just because of the natural areas we have around here, uh, we've got some great uh, traditional kind of bed and breakfasts and lodges that are, are close by that would really give people a, a unique experience to stay out, you know, in the countryside or in the forest, um, accessible, again, to some of the nearby rivers or lakes. And right. so just a great range, I think, in, in, mm-hmm. in lodging.
2: Yeah. Well, I know you wanted to defer a while ago, but we do (laughs) like to get a little bit personal, if you don't mind. Uh, (laughs) Let's say you have family and friends coming in to visit. Where are your favorite places to take them, maybe restaurants or things to do, anything?
1: Yeah. Well, you know, Eugene Springfield is one metro area. We're just separated by the Interstate 5. And, um, you know, I think uh, downtown Springfield should be on people's lists. Um, mm. They've got a historic downtown and it's just exploded with some really good restaurants. There's places like Georgian Violets, which is a steakhouse that does just really great steaks. Uh, there's a place called Tavern on Main um, kind of unique place over there. That's a favorite is a place called public house. It's a old stone church that's been turned into a big beer hall. So it's got great stained glass, high ceilings, mm. Uh, big tap room, but it also has a giant commercial kitchen that is shared by four restaurants. So you have your choice of four different kinds of food there, and uh, you can order via app, and just they just bring it right to your table. Also has a little, um, I don't know if it was a library in the church or you know, maybe the pastor's office, but they created a, a really neat little whiskey bar. Um, <laughs> it's, it's kind of dark and secluded uh, within the building as well. So public house is a is a, a popular one in downtown Springfield as well, but lots of other good choices. Um, a favorite of mine, uh, just in a little community outside of Eugene Springfield, a little east of here, a place called Pleasant Hill. You wouldn't expect this, but it, you know it's a little, kind of looks like a strip mall. And um, there's a place called the Chiapino House, um, which again is a farm to table restaurant, seats about 20 people, and just does an exquisite job with their food. Um, so, you know, those are some things that come to mind for me. Again, if you want great seafood, you can go to the historic Bay Street area over in Florence on the on the Oregon coast and get mm-hmm. fantastic seafood. Um, and so, again, I think there's lots of options for folks. Mm-hmm.
0: Awesome. Well, for more information on visiting Eugene, consult your travel agent and visit EugeneCascadesCoast.com. Andy, thank you so much for being yes, on the show with thank us. Thank you very much.
1: Oh, you're welcome. And yeah, That's uh, actually eugenecascadescoast.org.
0: .org. Thank you. I'll <laughs> fix that. Hey, everyone. If you're ready to plan your next family vacation, call my dad. He would love to help you as a certified travel agent. He never charges a fee to help you plan your vacation. Email him at rjones at com. Get started planning your vacation today.
2: That is for this week's show. Join us next week as we celebrate 100 episodes of The Family Vacationer. We'll see you next time, friends.
1: Thank you for listening to The Family Vacationer. Make sure and subscribe to hear more of Robin Danny.